We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You may see Mata, Mkhitaryan, Blind. You may see a ton of those types of guys in. Yeah. And then you go... Oh, so many people have poached set pieces off of Rashford. And then, you, then you're then you going to see Rashford take 16 of them. Right. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by PlayUp. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by Jordan Cooper on this Monday to discuss Saturday's Premier League slate and to preview a little Champions League that we have the last uh, matches of the group stage. Jordan, how's it going? Good. I broke I broke my, my losing streak. The streak is over. Now I'm on I'm actually on a winning streak now. Oh, I won wow. Friday's interleague slate, okay. uh Saturday's EPL slate, and Sunday's uh EPL slate as well. I mean profited. I mean did I win win? I mean like all the money? No. But I mean I profited. I made some money. Of course I threw a bunch of it away at NFL on <laughs> Sunday, but uh what whatever. That's just what you do. That's what you do. I mean right. you go, I lose you, it you're a home sports. run you're a home run fantasy football player. Right, right. Well, yeah, well, that that also, I mean, I, I play, like, who's going to be the chalk? I'm not going to play any of them. Right. And if they go off, then I'm then I'm screwed. Same for golf. Uh, Ricky Fowler, he shoots a 61 on, 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 on Sunday, and the, all my lineups just burn. Mm. But I don't I don't play as high volume at all mm-hmm. compared to soccer, so it's not, I'm not, like, just throwing away all my profit. It's just like, okay, I could turn on the Red Zone channel, have something to root for, and when everyone is, is celebrating on Twitter, I'm probably steaming because... Right. I didn't play that chalk guy. I didn't play DeAndre Hopkins or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, let's talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. You won. I did not. I went into the weekend. I made a lineup on, like, I think I put everything together on Friday as I was uh, writing my article. And I made the lineup that I thought I would play. And I thought to myself, this is a real donk lineup. But I think I'm going to play it anyway. Lineups came out on Saturday, and I made zero changes. And I was like, I'm not sure if this is good or not. I made one token change, 
that really didn't affect the lineup at all. And I was completely right in thinking it would not win. <laughs> Does that, so, so should I feel good make, about that? <laughs> did you not make any changes to your lineup because everything went according to plan? Yes. Nothing, no, no surprises. Correct. Came out to you. Nothing really jumped out at me. Uh, okay. And yeah, that's it. Nothing jumped out at me. The only change I made was um, I took but out. You, said you didn't make any change. Oh, you made one. I ended up making happened. one. I okay. made one. Um, so what was your lineup overall? So my final lineup was Pope, Kieran Gibbs, Eric Peters, Robbie Brady, Sam Field, Townsend, Salah, and Richarlison. Ugh. Ugh. So. You made no changes to that. That, that the was only that change was the original I made, line of thinking. The only change I made was I took out Darren Fletcher and put in Sam Field. Okay, and, which doesn't change that much. Right. Enough. And, so. I mean, enough. So, I mean, Field did better than Fletcher, but I could, your lineup didn't do that wasn't, well enough. That wasn't going right. to make or break me. The, the thing that I realized that screwed me was I got too married to numbers, which is kind of how I play anyway. I really like stats, and it's not like I'm going deep into XG and all XA and all these other things, but like I was looking... I mean, the, the, the decision on the slate for me between cashing and not was choosing Salah over Coutinho. And my thought on all of these were um, Coutinho doesn't have a monopoly of set pieces. In fact, he loses some to Salah anyway. Uh, with Milner starting and uh, Alexander-Arnold, who I didn't really think would take any, but like he could, uh, I just got in my head that I'm taking Coutinho. Like, I didn't see a drastic difference between Coutinho and Salah in terms of floor. Like, I thought... I, I did. I did. Definitely did. Well, most people did. No, no. Actually, most people didn't. If you, if you look at, at the cash contests, many people played zero Liverpool and cashed. Um, yes, I, I know, because I was surprised going into... I, I'm not sure in the dollar level or whatever, but in the, the 10 and ups and the 25s and ever, I mean, Coutinho, I mean, out of 11 people, like I'm one of three people and Salah was, I, I mean, Salah would be unowned. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm like, I usually base my cash thoughts on the big single entry double, $5 double. Up. Okay. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the ownership, well, well sometimes I, it's, sometimes it's hard to judge ownership based on that because like I'm entered 13 times. No, no, no. This is one no, line no, a single entry, that. single entry. Okay. The single entry one. Yeah, okay. 229 well, single entry. I feel like that's the best barometer for cash. Okay. I could get that. No, like I know you're judging by the, like the single entry, whatever, yeah. but I mean, you didn't need a Liverpool player to cash in, in double. Ups. Yeah. Uh, Yes, that that is correct. Um, right. So, so going by like if you, I if was you never not going to play Liverpool though. That wasn't okay. Gonna... But but I, to me, I can't I can't let you get by the the fact that oh, if you just played Salah over Coutinho, if you played Coutinho over Salah, you would have been fun. No, it just would have bailed out other mistakes of yours. You would have gotten by because you gotten the extra twenty points, and it would have bailed out why you're playing some of the other players. Oh, sure, sure. Absolutely. Because to me, I look at Richarlison and I go, yeah, oh, he, he was, he, that was, like I said, I was playing the donk lineup. And so the reason I played Richarlison is I was not playing any Tottenham. And playing Salah and Richarlison together was obviously a gigantic mistake that I knew I was making. Uh, it just felt like Richarlison, I thought Richarlison could get, could get there. And I obviously didn't think he was going to score 20 points, but I thought he could get to 10. And I didn't really see anyone in the other ranges that I was comfortable doing for, for cash. Like if you yeah, look at so like, many other choices, I mean, let but the I other choices, Charleston. the other choices turned out to be good because they scored goals. Like Shakiri did nothing like Shakiri needed his goal. Did he score a goal? Or am I mixing him up with? Yeah, the, no, he scored a goal, yeah. but he had other points behind. Yeah, I mean, not he had that nine many points. He had nine. He had nine. That's a floor, right? Sure. Sigurdsson was horrible without the goal. True. That that um, is true. By the way. Yeah. Uh, Towns. Towns. I mean, you had Towns. I had Towns. He got, yeah. he got eleven points. Brady going off really hurt. 
Okay, yeah, but I to me I put I put Brady. I to me Brady was less of a play than than Richard. I mean, about the same to me as Richardson. But I take a look at Brady was well, the first guy in my lineup. Yeah, no, and he wasn't even he didn't he didn't make any of my lineups. Yeah, like he, he wasn't even he, he was literally not even a consideration he, at all. Why not? There was you had too many other choices on favorite teams. Okay. To me, it, I, to me, the, I was never playing Sigurdsson. So Sigurdsson was out for me. Why he, aren't you playing Trippier? That's the point. I thought about I think, Trippier, yeah. Trippier is the only okay. other one I, I thought about. Because once you put in Trippier in and you have to pay 6600 for a defender, now it limits your options. Now, if you're going to go for a punt, Fletcher slash field slash cleverly mm-hmm. level person, and you're able to now take a Liverpool player, whether it be Coutinho or Salah, you now still have an option. Like you, you have, you have a cheaper defender, which Peters is fine. I mean, I went Peters. Uh, and then now you have two mid-priced. You have a semi-mid, and, and you have Lester as a favorite over Burnley. So you have Mares, Gray, Albrighton. You have one of those guys. Yep. You could take Sigurdsson or Shakiri. Or like uh, to me, the, the, those all look better because they're all in favored positions better than taking an away underdog. Like I like I know you look at numbers. I just look at opportunity. That's why I'm I, I I'm an analytical person, but I I view DFS as a game more so than like let me see crossing statistics and whatever. It's just like I just want people in the per, in better opportunities, home and as as a favorite. I'm right. gonna I'm gonna look at that. That's why I like Field over Cleverly, to me Cleverly would have been better than Field. Although Field did make value for for thirty four hundred, yet you're you're hoping he makes two X and he allows you to to pay up elsewhere. Yep. If he if he gets twenty, great. I mean, but you're not looking for that. Even in GPP, you just need him to make value so everyone else can make three X mm-hmm. when you're paying up for them. Uh, but that level I could see I could see doing. But then yes, I know you're going by results of. Well, Sigurdsson, if without the goal, didn't do all that much. But people play—he's—he's he's playing for the second biggest favorite, and he's the guy, the guy that takes set pieces. Mm-hmm. Like he happened to land into a goal. Same thing with Damari Gray. What ended up—I mean, I played a bunch of Gray in GPP, uh, but I thought a lot of people, and a lot of people went Gray or Mares, and mm-hmm. I'm—it seemed like I'm the only one that went Albright, and even though to me he was the clear first option out of all three of them. I, I totally agree with you on Albrighton. Because the, the thing is, is that we, we take a look at a lot of the stat. Like now, if you take a look at the, the set piece situation, gray takes most set pieces, but gray is typically in for Albrighton. Right. Mar- like it'll be gray and Mares as the wingers. And then you have like Okazaki and Vardy up top. Well, in this game, Mares is playing as the supporting striker. So you have gray and Albrighton and together. And when Albrighton's on the field, Albrighton's going to take a majority of the corners. Yep. He may not take the direct free kicks, but he's going to take a majority of the corners on top of him being a, just a cross machine in general. Yeah. So, like, my only concern with Albrighton is, is he going to play all 90 minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Gray on the field with him, more likely, because who else is going to come? I mean, who else is going to play then? Yeah. You don't have any other wingers, really. So it's going to be central guys that have to come out. And Burnley's going to pack it in, and Lester's going to be able to to pepper shots because that's the way kind of Burnley sets up. That's why I didn't like Brady. I'm like Lester's the perfect type of team that will allow Burnley some possession, but Lester's not going to blow out Burnley. The game is going to be close enough that Burnley's not going to have to go out on all-out attack and cross, 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 regardless if Brady got injured and came out anyway. So, like, I look at that and I go, Albrighton's the cheapest out of all three of them. And in the situation with the lineup construction, I don't have to worry about a forward eligible player anymore. Like Gray and Mares were considerations on Thursday because it's like, I don't know yeah. who's going to be available that I want to play. Like if you want to play Shakiri, he's only midfield eligible. But now if you're playing Sigurdsson, you're playing Townsend and Katina, these are all MFs. So I could play Albrighton and play 5,400 instead of 5,700 for Gray or 6,800 for Mares. And uh, Gray wasn't a bad play either. Like that, that to me, that the main consideration that I was going through through of how do I, I'd, I'd rather not play Albright, I'd play Gray over Albrighton, but then how do I rejigger my lineups? Because I, I was considering going Gray and then instead of Peters playing Olsen, mm-hmm. which turns out would have been better. But in my GPP lineups, uh, my, my main forward pivots 
were going to be Sun and Chopumoting mm-hmm. going. I'm not playing any Swansea. I'm not going falling into the Tom Carroll trap. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing zero Swansea. I'm already going to be playing Shakiri in GPP. Uh, so let me go for the Stoke four nothing win at home. That'll be less owned, lower owned uh, for GPP. So if I'm going to do that, why? And then I'm going to deprioritize Olsen because of the three clean sheet points, even though I like his crossing ability. Sure. So since I had the money <coughs> to go, <coughs> the money to go from, you know, Albright and Gray and then go Peters Olsen, I just went Peters because if I'm going to go Stoke, I'm going to go Stoke Defender in cash. Why not? I didn't see that big of a difference with Stoke playing with three at the back. So Peters and Diou for playing as like wingers. Yeah. So, so that that was fine with me. And I didn't mind going all the way down to Gomez even because I, but I was playing Sun in GPP. Mm-hmm. So, and, and always, and also whenever you go all the way down a goalkeeper, you're, you're risking a minus six. Sure. You know, you, you, whatever. So I thought uh, the lowest goalkeeper that could make value with other players that I have making value would be the Burnley keeper mm-hmm. with Albrighton and Gray and Mares, you know, shooting and crossing and still Burnley doesn't concede. So I was like, I could go all the way down to for Pope, but the goalkeeper I really wanted and I played a bunch of them in GPP uh, was uh, the one that broke the slate. David was the, hey, I, but only cause I was playing. I would definitely, no matter what playing no players in the late game. Yeah. Offensively. So it's like, uh, Man United away, Mourinho typically plays for like a stalemate. Mm-hmm. And you saw the lineup that he threw out. He kind of threw out a bunch of midfielders. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if Man United win or anything, but this game could be like one nothing in either direction. But if the teams that's going to have the most shots is going to be Arsenal shooting at the Haya, not United shooting at Czech. Yep. So I'm like 4,600, I'll take a whole bunch at the Haya. He's the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. So give him to me. Fine. I'll take all the saves. Give, give me six points. Give me eight points, something like that. I'm I'm fine with that. But I mean, I couldn't get up. I couldn't really get up to him without having a lineup that I didn't want. I mean, I can't go any further down from field. I couldn't go any further down from Sigurdsson because I already went from Shakiri to Sigurdsson, like the, the 8,800 versus 8,200. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around. I'm, I'm not going Trippier to Davis to save 300. And then I have to find another 200. So I'm like, ah, this is fine. This is why I leave it the way it is. I played David Day in, in, in 50% of my GPP lineups. Uh, as opposed to Pope, uh, I played Gomez in one or two uh, in the non-Sun lineups, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I did. I mean, I like Townsend because Kabai wasn't in. Yep. I mean, to me, that was easy that against was West easy. Brom, right? Uh, Field was a fine punt choice. I think Cleverly is is fine. Also, I played him in one or two lineups. Also, because I played Field and Cleverly together to play like Salai and Coutinho together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those type of lineups or Sun and Salah or something like that. I played 12 lineups. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I like Townsend the best. I mean, if out of all the mid-priced MFs, I'd like Townsend over Mares. I like yep. Townsend over Gray. I like just from a floor perspective of like, like he's the only person that's going to take set pieces. Benteke's in, he's playing as a winger. West Brom gives up the wings like to everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is, Give me, give, give me double digit crosses. That's all I was looking for when I Townsend, Albrighton, those type of guys. Give me double digit crosses. Mm-hmm. And I, you're gonna say, well, what then? How about Brady? So it's like I'm, I'm less concerned that he was gonna get double digit crosses. That it's worth it for me to take an underdog away team than Sigurdsson at home against horrible Huddersfield. Yeah, the the thing with Brady that it, I thought was interesting that you said before looking at the Leicester side was. You were saying you wanted the guy. You went with the Leicester side because of the opportunity, but like the opportunity was split theoretically. Like all Brighton, Mares, and Gray were all it's options. The, it's the price. Oh sure. I don't, if Brady was fifty four hundred, I would have played him over all Brighton. But when Brady's seventy seven hundred, he's more expensive than Townsend. He's almost as expensive as Sigurdsson. I mean, like he's at a range where I'm. I'm not playing. I'm not playing an, a road underdog for that price when there are other options. If you if if this was a different type of slate where four options were few and far between, then I could see so. But I mean, to to me, it's opportunity versus the cost of it. Like that's that's why I look at Peters at 4,300 and go, 
I don't consider him to be a dud. I mean, but he put up like three and a half points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ben Davis was a dud. Yep. For three and a half points for paying sixty three hundred. Like if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay up at 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 fullback, you know, you pay for Trippier. The three hundred you save is not. I'd rather just go all the way down. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go all the way down to a Bardsley or something. Something. I mean, well, some that Naughton, Olsen, one of those guys, and whatever. You're gonna really you're not gonna have the clean sheet. Get Thamenia or Ziegler even. I mean, they they were hot, but hey, them getting two points for thirty whatever hundred is fine. It's like that's not a dud. Mm-hmm. It's underperforming. So that's why looking in the terms of Brady is that in in a vacuum, he's not a bad choice. He has a floor. You're paying, assuming that he isn't gonna go out injured, you're paying for certainty. But I looked at his floor as eight points. In this matchup, as a road underdog, going, am I going to pay seventy seven hundred for eight points? Because uh, I'm not looking at his goal upside yet. Looking at Sigurdsson, I go, well, he's in a favored matchup at home. Like eight points should be easy, and maybe he gets a goal also. I mean that now you have to start weighing in upside factors. I don't see any upside in Brady away at Leicester, but it is a floor. I. I, I say it on the podcast all the time. It is a floor. It, it's not you. You weren't a donk for playing Brady. I'm not no, saying, he wasn't. The, but, he wasn't. The, I, I looked at Brady as possibly having the highest floor on the entire slate. The way that Burnley play was playing, Leicester's not that good. Burnley been playing well, and they play by crossing from Brady. Like that's how they play. Like I don't think th- th- Brady minus the had a higher floor than Brady Townsend, if anyone, without uh, Kabayan. Fair. Fair. The the two of them then. I looked at them, both of them okay. as the highest. But floor. you're paying you're paying seventy seven hundred for a road underdog. I, I again and that's how that's how I view it. I no, I know no, I get that. I, that's why I said it's not a donkey play. It's just that I think there were better there were better options for the prices. I didn't pay for it. Trippy. If you would have paid down instead of having uh, Brady and paid up for Trippier, you could have gotten down and taken an Albrighton, a gray, uh, you know, uh, another fullback. Or, I mean, you yeah, I mean, I could, if I had, Richarlison is the one that got that killed. Yeah. Him. I don't know why, why do you did that against Tottenham? There's so many better options. He doesn't even have set piece. If you just said, I played cleverly, oh, yeah. if you played cleverly in field together or something, and then he paid up and you said, I'm going to take clever, cleverly field Brady and then take like Salah and, and uh, who, who's, and together, even yeah, I would have said okay, yep, okay. I, I, I mean, you would have you would have done fine then, also. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you're describing a you know one of my GPP lineups practically, uh, but I can understand those picks because, like, Watford at least cleverly, like, is is going to take all uh-huh. the freaks and stuff. Like, uh-huh. Richarlison, like, you're going to need a goal out of him because Watford's going to have like 35 percent possession. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. Right, cleverly for that price is like if he gives you five points, you're fine. Right for Charleston, he needs to give you like he needs to give you twelve plus points in order to make value. Yeah, I thought he would get there. I thought mm-hmm. he'd get to twelve. I was wrong. You must have when looking at the ownership percentages. You probably looked and goes, "Oops, I made a mistake." Uh, but I knew I was making a mistake. Oh, okay. like there was no, <laughs> there was no. I was not surprised at six percent Richarlison. I was surprised right. at forty eight percent Mo Salah. I didn't think he'd be that high. In in my double ups, he wasn't high. I mean, most people did not play in the in the in the higher stakes. Coutinho, like I looked and I see I have Coutinho at twenty seven percent, eighteen percent. So who did people play? Erickson? No, no, they they went balanced. They played two big full. They played like Davis and Trippier together, and then played all the floor play. Shakiri played, played, and Townsend played, and Sigurdsson. Right and Mares together and or Gray. Right, like they they went all the MFs like all across the board, like they played all the floor players. Which I looked at and I go that if if it makes sense if you look at Liverpool and go I don't know where where, where the points are coming from, I can't identify mm-hmm. what what they're going to come from. I could see yeah totally you play you play Townsend you play Field you play uh, Field or cleverly. Uh, and then you play like Sigurdsson, Shakiri, and and yeah, you just throw them all together. Mares, you could, you play them all, mm-hmm. or Gray, or yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you could pay up at fullback or pay up and down. 
Some people went Olsen. I mean, because I talked about Olsen before. I liked Olsen before anyway. He, he got 18 points. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you go, you know, I'm, I'm looking at no Liverpool players. But I looked at Liverpool as uh, before on Thursday going, they're the biggest favorite, most probably going to score the most goals. Where do they come from? I don't know. All I know is that I'm leaning 50-50 towards Coutinho, but I just don't like Coutinho playing as part of the midfield three. Then the lineup came out and Mane wasn't in. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Like the set piece situation, based on recent evidence, Coutinho will take a majority. Even with Milner in, even with Salah Will he take a monopoly? No, but he will take a majority. So I look at, that's why even if he was just in a midfield three, I was like, if I'm going to play anyone in Liverpool with my conservative style, it's going to be the guy that I think is going to have the majority of set pieces. And also takes free kicks and could, I mean, he could score in other ways. Mm-hmm. And for 10-8 versus taking Salah. Uh, and definitely not Firmino. I mean, that, and, and not, not paying up for Milner. Mm-hmm. At the, his Because if he's not on set pieces, he's but 7K is, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, not even clean sheet eligible. I mean, at least when he was a defender, it's like, ah, maybe you get the three clean sheet points, but right. you can't get them now. But once I saw Coutinho playing in the front three, it turns out they were playing a three, four, three. Uh, when, when they started playing, I mean, it turns out like, like Chan was playing as a, like a center back. Yeah. When all them too. Right. Uh, but that makes it even better. But I'm just saying if Coutinho's in the front three now, Coutinho, Firmino, Salah, I like it. It upgrades him. Mm-hmm. So I was 50-50 on Coutinho before that. If Mane was in and Coutinho was behind, so it's like now that he moves up, it's like if I was planning on playing a Liverpool player in cash regardless. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's what you, I'm, I'm, he was the first guy in for me. I plugged him in. I plugged Townsend in. That's why I look at Leicester and go, go I, I, I don't need a forward-eligible gray as a cheapo forward or whatever, because, you know, I plug in Trippier and then everything kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a punt play. It's a, a field or Fletcher or, or cleverly. And then it's going to made itself. The, the, the concern for me is how do I, do I put in Albright in a gray? That was, that really just, that was the decision to me. Everything else kind of just fit into place. Hmm. That's why I made two cash lineups. Right. One with oh, yeah. Albright and one with gray. How did you decide which to use where? Uh, well, I made one main cash line, which had all my head-to-heads and everything. Uh, and then I made a subsidiary one with like 20% of my action. Well, because I was on a seven-game losing streak, seven-slate losing streak or mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, if I get in, I, I want to have a like those small decisions. I'm not going to make two completely separate. One to fade Liverpool, one not to fade. It's just I don't want to get the Albrighton versus Gray wrong. Like those types of decisions mm-hmm. where it's like one, a goalkeeper is going to matter. And I'm torn between two. I'm 50 50 and I just go with one and that's the minus four goalkeeper. <laughs> right. And I lose. And the versus the other one, which had gotten six points and it would have been the difference between cashing. So I said, let me hedge a little. Both of my cash lineups cashed. So it wouldn't have mattered either way. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much the reason. It's, it's more of a psychological thing. There's no mathematics behind it. It's better to take your optimal lineup, one optimal lineup, and play it everywhere. That's the better way, or reduce your volume, mm-hmm. but then to play two. But you're, but at least when I'm playing two, I'm not playing against myself. Yeah, the core is the same. Right, they right. The correlate. Like, there's no correlation where one lineup does bad and the other lineup does good. Like it's just a matter of who's going to get more points, all Brighton or Gray. Who's going to get you know more points, uh, Peters or or, or, or someone else, I mean, like, it's, it's cleverly or field, those types of decisions, mm-hmm. where it's like, I go either way, but, you know, if too many people own one guy, and he goes, oh, like, when Gray scored, like, my second cash lineup was fine, my first cash lineup is like, up oh, here I go up the cliff again, because right. Gray was high owned, and high enough owned in, in my cash contest, that a goal, I mean, I mean, and especially when I'm playing Pope. Right. right, so I'm, right. I'm, I'm conceding the, the two points right there. Yep. So now I'm looking going, uh-oh. And then, you know, everyone, Coutinho came and saved me. A 27% right. owned Coutinho mm-hmm. came in. And then De Gea in the late game, just... No one played him in cash, really. So I I, did, I wasn't that concerned. I mean, my scores weren't going... Placement in uh, cash weren't going down, but my GPP lineups were just... Let me go, keep on going, keep mm-hmm. on going. 31 points out of a goalkeeper. I mean, he was the second highest 
scoring guy on the whole slate. Yeah, without a clean sheet. Right. Not bad. Hmm. All right. Champions League? Sure. All right. Before we do that, just a quick message from our sponsors, Play Up. Do you want to win prizes by following your favorite sports? Do you think you can pick a better team than the so-called pros? Then Play Up is a place for you. PlayUp offers free daily fantasy sports across the Premier League, NFL, NBA, and more. All you have to do is choose a challenge, select your players while remaining under the salary cap, and then watch their real-life actions help, up, help rack up points on the live leaderboard. The better your team does, the more prize money you win, so keep entering challenges across the season to make your way up the ultimate champion leaderboard, where sports fans from across the globe compete to determine who has the greatest sporting knowledge. There are always games on, and once you build your digital wallet, you can enter Platinum Challenges, which are higher risk but offer much higher rewards. So what are you waiting for? Get to PlayUp.com for the most realistic daily fantasy experience across all your favorite sports. Tuesday Champions League has a bunch of teams that have given up or have been basically eliminated. We have some that are still fighting for top spots in the group. We have some that can still qualify for the knockout stage. Um, well, let's go through that. I mean, I think when it comes to these these final games or anytime there's like a second leg or anything, finding the motivation of who has to win, who mm -hmm. doesn't have to win, who needs a result versus not. So going through all of this, we have uh, Roma Carabag, mm -hmm. which is the they're the biggest favorites by far. Yes. Uh, Roma. I don't want to say has to win. I mean, but. Uh, that that unlikely to have the top spot in the group, but they still need they they can't be so sure that uh, who else is in their group? Atletico. Right. They can't be completely sure that Atletico could beat Chelsea, mm -hmm. and then Rome. I mean, I don't see Roma losing to Carabag. Correct. Uh, but I mean, Roma can't just act like this game doesn't matter. Well, a draw and an Atletico win puts it to then, I believe, goal differential or whatever they do. So, oh, it's in their hands. If they win, they're through. Right. And they're playing the worst team in the group. They're playing probably the worst team in the competition. It's up. They're up there. Well, other than them taking points over Atletico, but I think that says a lot more about Atletico than Carabag. Right. Right. So, so, so we'll be going all out. As will right. Atletico. That's correct. Atletico have to win at yes. Chelsea. At Chelsea, right. Right. Chelsea would like uh, a result to get the top spot in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just need a draw. Okay. So let's go to the, the what's the next group? Then we uh, have... PSG and Bayern play each other and have already qualified. Right. And, and Bayern, could, Bayern could get the top spot if they beat PSG by four goals. Um, I think it's... Um, 18 goals. They don't have to score 18 goals. Is it not differential? Yeah, it is differential. Yeah, Bayern has a plus five differential, and PSG has a plus 23. Oh, I read it, I read somewhere that they they if they win four nothing. Oh, is it a head to head? Maybe, maybe or something. One? I in either case, I don't see Bayern winning yes. four nothing against a yes. four goal differential against PSG. They may win. I don't see it by four. Yeah. Uh so. Uh, My guess is they both play to not get hurt. Right. And then Celtic. And, and for, Bayern, for Bayern, half their, half their team is hurt anyway, so they're right. not going to be playing. Right. Um, my guess is that PSG starts everyone and they try to win this game just because on the narrative street of proving that they're the best team in the world, winning at Bayern is a big deal. Okay. I'm not sure I'm going to pay up for everybody to do that. But I think they are going to try much more than okay. Bayern. Also in the group is Celtic and Anderlecht. Um, this is a battle for Europa spot, which is actually worthwhile for either one of those teams. Um, or believe... maybe this maybe this is the one that's the four nothing. Maybe I, I was mistaken by the Bayern one, but I know the only way that Celtic doesn't go through is if Anderlecht beats them by like three or four goals. I believe that's correct. Right. Uh, so Anderlecht... it's not like Anderlecht if Anderlecht wins one nothing. That, that's still not good. It's not enough, yeah. Anderlecht has scored one goal in five Champions League games. And none away. And none away. Right. And Cel well, Celtic ain't much better. Correct. <laughs> Celtic's lone win is against Anderlecht. Right. But again, I mean, it's PSG and Bayern. You can't expect 
big numbers from them. But anyway, I think that game will be very open because why not? Right. If nothing that they're really nothing to I mean, Celtic wants the result. I mean, you see, you may see rotation. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, you may see rotation in a lot of these games. Yes. Or, or players that start and then come out at yeah. the half even, or yep. not maybe 60 minutes or, I mean, that's why I take a look at that PSG Bayern game and go like, like, but I mean, you have, you have these, these, so you also have to weigh in the ego factor. Right. That's what I feel about for PSG. A PSG. Right. Cause you could see Neymar playing 90, no matter what. Yep. You could see Cavani playing 90, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we won't see him be taking any penalties if he does. Though. Right. <laughs> um, Man United have wrapped everything up. They literally have nothing to play for. Um, I don't believe that's true. How is it not true? I believe if they lose to Basel, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, to playing Cheska? Yeah. Yeah. If they lose by uh, six or more and Basel wins, then by... Okay. It's a long shot, but they right. have not locked it up. It's all right, right. Okay. Seska has to come to Old Trafford and win 7 nothing. Yes. Okay, so yes. let's let's put that to bed. That that's <laughs> a point puts Manchester United through top of the group, right? And there's talk about Luke Shaw playing, right? Well, Pogba's going to play. Pogba he will already, play. Yep, because he's going to be suspended for three games during the the Premier League, right. so there's no reason not to play. Right. And I believe Sergio Romero is getting the start for De Gea. Right. Um, also, I think the more interesting match is the other game in this yes. group. Yes. Yes. Um, Basel at Benfica. Because the winner, the basically whoever wins this advances. Um, what do you mean? No, no, no. Benfica has nothing to play yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Benfica, it, Basel has to win, and they, if ba- Basel win, they finish right. second, and then they go through. Right. So they have to win. Theoretically. Right. Because well, if Moscow draw, if Seska draws and Basel draw, then Moscow would go. Then Seska would go through. I believe that's the case. But yeah. Basel has to win. Basel Benfica has to win, and they're play. playing the worst ben, team in the group. Benfica doesn't really have bad. a Europa shot at all. They have one point or something, right? They have zero. Zero. Okay, yeah. even worse. Yes. They right. literally have nothing to play for. Right. Um, the only thing I saw was that they, they, if they lose, it would be the worst showing by a Portuguese side in Champions League history. Okay. So Maybe, maybe they want that title. Maybe, you're right. Um, so there's that. So I think Basel will be well on their way to doing as much as they can. Okay. And then let's go, let's go to the more interesting. Yes. More interesting, but we have high priced players in, uh, Barcelona. Barcelona Uh, through. Right. They haven't guaranteed the top spot. Correct. But it's almost impossible not to. Right. They play, uh, sporting. They play who, at home. Right. Who have to win. Uh, and they need Juventus to lose to Olympiacos for them to jump Juventus. Right. Um, but more likely, Sporting is just going to get lock up the European, the Europa spot, because Olympiacos can't. Correct. Olympiacos well, you, has nothing, literally nothing to play for. Correct. Correct. Um, I mean, theoretically, Sporting should just come out flying, right? I mean, they have nothing to lose. Right, they have nothing right. If they try to beat Barcelona five nothing, if you can. Right. Well, no, well, no. If they win, and Juventus draw, Sporting are through. Right. So, they have to win. Right. Well, Juventus has to win also. Uh, correct. Right. Juventus, it's in their destiny. Right. Right. But I mean, they should beat Olympiacos. You would think so. Right. Just like Barcelona should beat Sporting. But yes. the question comes. The question comes in. Uh, for Barcelona, I mean, you saw like Messi rested against Juventus, right? So it's possible that Messi doesn't play. There is talk of that, yes, right. But I'm just I'm just saying, as far as although Barcelona is a minus two forty favorite, yep. in this matchup, it's by it, it. If Messi starts, is 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 it worth playing twelve three? Twelve three, or versus playing ten four for Dybala? Yep. With Juventus being a minus four hundred or so. Mm-hmm. favorite over Olympiacos or you play neither of them. You could do that as well. Right. Cause now, now, now that we discussed uh, who needs to beat who and who's playing for what, now we could get into the, 
the actual players. Yes. How about this? No player has taken more shots on the slate than Dybala in Champions League play, and he has zero goals. That means he's due, right? That's what, I think that's so. What, I think that's what that's that what means. Gamblers would say he's due. Right. Suarez also has no Champions League goals this year. He's very goal-dependent as it is. Right, right. Um, but, looking at the really... forward, well, but looking at the forward position, I mean, we have, uh, you know, Messi, Dybala, uh, you have Manny, I mean, Rashford. Yep. He, I mean, he didn't start, so he'll eat he, highly favored set mm-hmm. pieces. Uh, you got uh, uh, Perotti, if he starts. Mm-hmm. Zeko, he probably is the highest goal, uh, anytime goal-scoring odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got obviously the the Bayern and PSG guys, but I think to me, I look at Bayern and PSG and I go, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'll play anyone from that game at all. Yeah, it's tough to look at 8500 for Robert Lewandowski and be like, I don't think I can pay that in this game. But still, even like Neymar 10 six, Neymar 10 six at that 10 four. Mm-hmm. Like Bayern, like PSG is an underdog. A bet, I mean, it's a pick 'em prick. I mean, it's yeah. virtually even. Uh, yep. But I mean, I, I just like I, I'd rather Juventus having seventy percent possession mm-hmm. than a fifty-fifty. Like I could see the Bayern PSG game be two-two. I could see four goals sure. being scored. Absolutely. I mean, the over/under in this game is like three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of who scores. Just right. Like, like you feel free to good. If anything, actually, the guy I may like the most in this game, if I had to choose, he's probably still down on the totem pole and in the whole slate as a whole. Maybe like Hamez. He's been playing well lately. Well, Robin's out. Ribery's out. If Kimmich doesn't start, you got Coma. I'm looking for like a cheaper end. Yeah. Like mid-level type of guy, right? Or you go, you take a flyer or something on GPP and you go like with Mbappe or something. Like you go off the board. Like I know Mbappe isn't really off, off the board, but still if ownership on Bayern and PSG are going to be down as it is mm-hmm. given the matchup, I mean, you could get it. I mean, it could be a 4% own Mbappe yeah. that scores the goals. Yep. Because any of these guys, like Zeeban Levin, all the, all, the guy, all the guys in this game have an option of a brace. Oh, yeah. You could get two goals out of anyone. You could take Thomas Mueller. I mean, you could, he could have two goals. I mean, but that's, to me, that's the reason why you'd be playing someone out of this game. I don't see playing a four player out of this game versus, I mean, just even looking versus Roma. Kimmich to me, had, Roma's the what? Who? Kimmich had twenty crosses in the last matchup of this one. That was kind of a weird game, though. Yeah. PSG went up head. Would you rather play? Okay, here's a question: Would you rather play Kimmich or Kolarov? Oh, definitely Kolarov. Right. So that's it. And are you going to play Kimmich and Kolarov together? Probably not. Because then you, know, you have to punt the uh, two forward positions, pretty right. much. That's why I look at Roma. To, to me, Roma's the easiest. Like you play Kolarov, you play Parati if he's in. Uh, you could always make a case for playing Zeko, even in cash. Uh, maybe uh, you could, if, depending on, uh, well, you have Pelleg- uh, Pellegrini, mm-hmm. if he, I mean, whatever. I mean, Engelin, those type of guys, Sharari, those are GPP-ish plays. And then Florenzi, depending on where he lines up. I think he'll be a right back. Right. I, I, I always hate that, like taking a midfielder yeah. position on a guy that's really playing as a defender because Perez is out. Yes. So I'm most likely I, I'm, I'm going to assume that Florenzi is going to play as the right back in a four, three, three. I believe just like, yes, yes. Right. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather now if Perotti's not in, I could see playing Kolarov and Florenzi together, but I think of Perotti over Florenzi. Yeah. Kolarov is the easiest one. Yes. Even at 7,100. Right. Well, in a game where they're minus fourteen hundred, minus ten thousand, whatever, right. however much favorite they are. Right. And they're, they're but three and a half plus goals. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you look at Celtic. Now you look at Celtic. Yeah. You start going Celtic. I, I mean, you have Lee Griffith. Griffith mm-hmm. Sixty four hundred looks pretty good. Right. I don't know what the set piece situation is there. Armstrong. It's a it's a mess. Is the problem. Right. Well, because well, Griffiths hasn't started the past two Champions League matches. Mm-hmm. So typically when Griffiths is in, he takes the corners. Right. Typically. 
But when he's not in, then it's a mess. And right. it could be Sinclair, it could be Rojic, it could yep. be Armstrong. Yeah. Right. I, I like I like uh, the the fullbacks in this game. Tierney, as far as cheap, Tierney and Lustig. Yeah. Yeah. If you look for cheap fullbacks, I look at Celtic and I look at Basil. Yep. Like Petretta or Lang. Yeah. But I see. But I see if you if you pay if you're going to pay for Kolarov, like I don't I don't see a way that you uh, can afford someone like, like uh, I mean even like the Man United fullbacks, or or like Alves like the the the, the PSG fullbacks. Yeah, I don't think you need to pay for them. Or Sandro or Juventus. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I I I can see playing two cheaper fullbacks. I think if you're going to pay up, it would be for Kolarov and then maybe Kimmich, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Just for that, for that price against PSG. I know. Yeah. You said 20 crosses. <laughs> well, you can either have him or Hamas. I'd much rather have Hamas. Or Fabregas. Well, I don't think Fabregas plays. Really? Chelsea doesn't have to win. I think Willian plays and they play like drink water and, Conte and Bakayoko or something like that. Hmm, okay. I mean, this is the, the, I mean, this is the game with the lowest total. Yeah. Well, Chelsea any any game with Atletico Madrid is going to have the lowest total. Right. But but Chelsea doesn't have doesn't have to play to score mm-hmm. even. So now it's even worse. Right. If anything, you play people on the Atletico. If any, I mean, but who do you play on the Atletico? Uh, my days of playing Coke are over. Right. But that that's but that's the point. Right. Like, who, <laughs> who are you going to play? Basil. You have cheap options. I mean, you could play Stefan. Mm-hmm. You play Zufi. Yep. He's a slower ceiling. Uh, Stefan has a higher ceiling, mm-hmm. probably a lower floor. But Stefan will typically take the free kicks, and Zufi will take the corners. Right. But they're both somewhat, I mean, Zufi's cheaper, but they're cheap enough to throw in there. Sure. And you could always play like an Overlin and GPP or something like that. You could. But this game is also a, a low total. I don't see Basil coming in and winning three nothing. Mm, probably not. I don't see any. I don't. Do you see playing anyone in Benfica at all? Uh, I mean, how they're home? It's a pick'em. Yeah. I mean, you look at Pitsy or Zivkovic, I guess, but I don't think you end up. I don't think you end up there. Right. I mean, you could. Yeah. I just a, a team that has nothing to play for, like they may just rotate. I, I mean, was going to say that'll be a big lineup side. situation, right? But I mean that may be a situation where maybe more for GPP I could see, or where you're going to find a 3100 fullback, right? You know they bring in a 19 year old kid to play in the, like Almeida spot or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'm looking for for those types of teams. You know, I mean Olympiacos is probably going to have cheap fullbacks, right? But I mean, do you even go there? I'd rather go for Benfica at home against Basel than go for a plus fourteen hundred underdog. Yeah, Kutras or I mean, right, even is probably cheap, but it's not like you're going to start forty nine hundred dollar midfielder playing against Juventus in a Juventus must win situation. Right. I mean, Anderlecht's only a plus three hundred underdog compared mm-hmm. to the other underdogs. So playing someone like Treble or yeah, I bet you could find Treble. Right. Mm-hmm. The question, Tim, I, I, I think more interesting question is if Rashford plays, how, how do you do you prioritize Rashford? Um, like Rashford or Griffiths? I mean, Rashford's it's like a cool. decent dollar difference right. there. But I'm saying like you, you, Rashford's in that middle zone, but let's say Griffiths doesn't start. Let's say right. Griffiths doesn't and Dembele or someone, you know, the, he doesn't play. So now he's out of the... Yeah, you have you, you don't have a forward that's mm-hmm. like that. So now you have Bre- you have Dabala, you have Zeko, you have Parodi. I was gonna say you're not gonna play Rashford over Parodi. No, but I mean you could play Rashford and Parodi together, and you can play Rashford, Parodi, Dabala together. Mm, you could if you if you're gonna punt if you're gonna go all the way down in midfield and and have one defend a 3100 because you can go Kolarov and then go down to some 19 year old kid playing fullback. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could. Yeah, we got one from Bayern last time. Right. And then you could take uh, Patricio or something like that. Mm-hmm. You take, a, you know, the sporting keeper against Barcelona. 
and just try to rack up saves. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm saying, but Man United is a minus two sixty favorite at home. But see, I, I, I'm leaning less and less against Rashford because most likely you're going to see so much rotation from United that you may see Mata, Mkhitaryan, Blind. You may see a ton of those types of guys in. Yeah. And then you go, oh, so many people to poach set pieces off of Rashford. And then, you, then you're then going to see Rashford take 16 of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. So you don't like any of the Chelsea guys? No. Okay. Not for cash. Yeah. I mean, Will, <clears throat> Willian and Faber, I mean, I, for their prices. I mean, why? I mean, you're going to play Perotti over both of them. Right. You're going to play. I mean, there's so many other people you'd play over them. Yeah. The the thing is, is that uh, it, if Messi starts, do you play him? Uh, I've tried putting Messi and Dybala together. I don't think that's anywhere close to an optimal lineup. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you're going to try to get any Roma exposure in, it makes it so that you have to punt. Like, I mean, when I mean punting, I'm talking about like going down to like, like two, three K level defenders. Right. It's like one in your utility spot and playing a underdog central defender in a utility spot. Mm-hmm. So I don't see playing Messi and Dabala together. But then you you can play Messi and then go Messi Parodi and then go balance, but then you have pretty much no Juventus exposure. I think I'd find it really hard to play Messi. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah, but we faded Messi before. Yeah. I'm never comfortable doing it though. No, of course. I look at this slate. Look at these Champions League slates. I mean, once once we get into the knockout rounds, especially once we get into the last eight, you're gonna look at these slates and go, "I'm not comfortable fading anyone anywhere." Well, now, that's true. Yeah. Now all the matchups are gonna be good versus good, and you're like, "How do I pay up for anyone?" Right. Because they're all playing good teams. Right. Right. Because but but now we have the at least the luxury of like, oh well, Roma's playing Carabag. So if you play f- three guys from Roma, that can't be completely wrong even on an eight game slate mm-hmm. that's what i said if you play cholera parati and zet zeko all three of them in cash i couldn't say that that's a horrible play i agree with that right i, I you can't really say i mean roma could win five nothing it could be higher than that <laughs> right that's true um what do you think of the sporting guys like do you Would think you like if Acuna's back, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not. Or... How much possession are they going to have against Barcelona? Well, it could be a nothing Barcelona team, though. Doesn't matter. It's still the, it's still Barcelona, yeah, and they're playing true. at home. If Sporting was playing at home, I'd be thinking a little bit differently. But still, hmm. Barcelona, even if they don't play Messi, I mean, take a look at the team. The team's stacked no matter what. I mean, as far as skill level, maybe not goal scoring ability, but I mean, you put Polino and. Dennis Suarez and Rakitic, these aren't like pushovers, mm-hmm. right? Alcacer, you know, that they, they, they play by Delafeu. It's still Barcelona. Right. Hmm. I'd rather, there's Basel players, I'd rather play the sporting players for the same price. I think that's right. Right, I'd rather play Zufi or Stefan over Fernandez or Acuna, mm-hmm. right? I, the only thing I could see out of sporting is throw in that 19-year-old fullback. 3,200 right. or something. Like, and you, you're playing them, but you're playing them to, so you could pay up elsewhere. You're playing them going, I hope this guy this gets four points. Right? Anything more than that, you, you know, you're doing a dance. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see whether people end up going to the Basel, to Basel or Celtic Anderlecht. I think that's where... Both? Why not both? Both or all three? Both games, right. Right, like if Griffiths isn't in, maybe you play Tierney, the only player, maybe you put Tierney and Kolarov together, and then you play like Zufi or Stefan, and then you load it, and then you play Parati, Dybala, and and someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems reasonable, right? There's ways to there's ways to make lineups like that, but we don't we don't know until the you know until lineups come out as far as who's rotating. Are we going to get a cheap? Maybe we don't get any cheap fullbacks 
anyone that's in the, in the three K range that are is playing in a decent enough situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Right, but I, I I just I don't see I don't see a Messi Dybala combination. I don't see I don't see a two ten K level player combination. Um, Unless for some odd reason, I mean, with with while paying up for one defender, right? Like you could do you could if you if you get let's say we get to two nineteen year old kids that are thirty two hundred in decent spots, they're still going to be in underdog spots, but at least it's not like like ridiculous. Then maybe I could see you going, but still you're going to be playing cheap midfielders. Mm-hmm. And then also like if you're going to if you're going to play Roma. You're not going to play Kolarov. You're going to play Parati, and but he's already a forward position, so you're not going to have to play Messi and Dybala in a forward spot anyway. Right. Which is, I mean, you, I mean, doesn't mean you have to. But I could see that kind of combination, but to me, that's that that looks GPP worthy more yeah. so. And even so, for for GPP, I think that that doesn't have a high enough ceiling for me to play. For two thirty-two hundred defenders that may only get three points, you need to get hat tricks. Yeah. So like, if, if you you don't play Dybali and Messi together, or you play like Messi and Zeko, or Messi and even Lewandowski, or so. I mean, like, just someone that could show up with a hat trick. I'm not saying Dybala and Messi can't show up with a hat trick, but I think you're paying up more for their floors than for their ceilings. Sure. Like Zeko is a ceiling play. Yep. Like he 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 makes value by scoring. Cavani is, I mean, those, those are classic, those are classic goal-dependent forwards. Messi is in his class by himself. Right. As a goal-dependent, because he is a goal-dependent forward also. But him and Ronaldo are kind of, well, Ronaldo, I, I put Messi above Ronaldo. How come? I think Messi, I think if this was three, two or three years ago, I'd put him in equal. But now I think Messi shoots more than Ronaldo. Okay. Just that I, I go back to playing UCL DFS two years ago, and Ronaldo will have 12 shots. It seems like he, I put Ronaldo closer to Kane now than I put him to Messi. Right. No, that's fair. Messi, that's fair. Messi, he's the centerpiece of that entire. I mean, you know, no matter who's on that team, he's the centerpiece. And if they need to score, he's going to shoot eight to 10 times. Yeah. Ronaldo has enough pieces around him, I think. Because when Neymar, because when Messi and Neymar were together, they would poach from each other. Mm-hmm. Now that Neymar isn't at both Barcelona, it's like, well, now Messi could be as selfish as he wants. Mm-hmm. In terms of class by himself, Messi's not on Pickham. Right. All yeah. the other guys are. Oh, so Dybala and Neymar are. Correct. Okay. But Messi is not. That would be interesting. if He should be. I mean, I... I mean, it's DraftKings deciding or whatever. Oh, we can't make it so that anyone can take Messi because he'd easily be the number one guy and pick him number one. And I'm going, maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. Yeah. From a raw points perspective, probably if he starts, he would be. That's all you need in pick him. Right. Your raw points. All right. But still, I don't, I don't think he'd be 85% owned. Yeah, I agree. Now with, now with Dybala. And, it's Dybala, Neymar... Lukaku, Jekko, Hazard, and Higuain. Lewandowski is in the second tier. Uh, he is, yes. With Cavani, Morata, Pogba, Suarez, Rashford, Ibrahimovic, and El Sharway. Okay. Pick him. Pick him's pick him. Who knows? Right. I don't even play pick him. I sprinkle a little during Champions League. I, I sprinkle. My sprinkles are now at Yahoo. Oh, there you go. Instead of doing Pick'em, I do Yahoo. And still, yeah, to do multiple lineups on Yahoo, I, while doing multiple lineups on DraftKings, is a lost cause. I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. Right, because I, I, the, for me, I'm doing three or four lineups on Yahoo, and then it's like, it takes me ten times as long to do anything on Yahoo than it does on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, Yahoo, you're getting one lineup out of me now. So I'm going with one lineup, whatever it is, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's all you get, and then you give me the overlay. Because that, that's, uh, that's the reason why I'm there. That's why you're there, yeah. Right. Really, I mean, come on. I'm a business person. <laughs> right. You check 10 minutes to go, and you see like four out of 11 in a double up. It's like, I got to enter this. I'm in. And still lose. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. If anybody has any follow-up questions, you can find Jordan at, on Twitter at BlenderHD. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. You can also find us in the Rotowire Slack chat, which is available for subscribers. If you are a subscriber and would like in, just email me, Andrew, at Rotowire.com. Jordan, thanks for that, and good luck tomorrow and the rest of the week. Let's go for a seven-slate winning streak. There we go. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.